0: Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that, he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had. And she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first. And she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa Uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study before it was even published went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat, and imprimatur, and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus
1: Christ welcome to the bread of life catholic bible study the paraclete the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that i have told you john fourteen twenty six. let us begin with prayer in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit father i cannot understand your name your word without your grace I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. Application from last Sunday's 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading tells us that God and Christ lead us home from exile. The second reading shows that Jesus Christ's priesthood is perfect and eternal. The gospel reveals that Bartimaeus had spiritual vision before he had physical vision. This week, take a spiritual inventory of yourself. See where you are crippled and handicapped. Ask your spouse, clergyman, or a close friend to help you. Do not let the noise of the crowd, job, or school distract you. Cry out for Jesus and pray and read his word constantly this week. Keep a pad and pen near you and write down any thoughts about your spiritual handicap. In the case of two blind men, one healing was gradual, 8.25. The other was instant, 10.52. Jesus heals both ways, and he wants you to have perfect spiritual health as well as good physical health. I answered this. I am crippled and handicapped with a bad habit I am trying to overcome of having to express my own agenda before others, I am still asking the Lord when to speak and when to be silent, and for me not to pass on my agenda, but listen to the hearts of others. Jeremiah thirty-one three says, "I have loved you with an everlasting love." I love that scripture it was one of Ken's favorites. Help me, Lord, to love others the way you love them and be silent when they speak. What did you learn from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? From what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Dick and Ken says in the Bread of a Life book dated 1993 to 2000, spiritual vision. In his application, I tried to see in others what Jesus was seeing in them. And I have... Just like the blind man who wanted to see, I too want to see my faults and failings and be healed of these old habits that blind me from seeing the hearts of others. As much as I try to stop interrupting others with my agenda or answer for them, I still do it and must keep asking God to help me. I fall time and time again. But it is getting less and less that I'm doing it. The Holy Spirit makes me aware of doing it right after I do it. In the past week, the Holy Spirit made me aware of my fault with my son, a close friend and my neighbor. Thank you, Lord. Please set me free. This Sunday is the 31st Sunday in ordinary time. The Gospel is from Mark 12. Twenty eight to thirty four. One of the scribes came up and when he heard them arguing, he realized how skillfully Jesus answered them. He decided to ask him, which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied, this is the first. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is Lord alone. Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the second. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, Excellent teacher, you are right in saying he is the one. There is no other than he. Yes, to love him with all our heart, with all our thoughts, and with all our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves is worth more than any burnt offering or sacrifice. Jesus approved the insight of this answer and told him, you are not far from the reign of God, and no one had the courage to ask him any more questions. The word of the Lord. The questions. What did one of the scribes ask Jesus? Mark twelve twenty-eight. Which is the first of all the commandments? What did Jesus say his father was? The Lord, our God, is Lord alone. And how are we to love him? With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. What did Jesus say was the second commandment? You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And what did he say about these two commandments? There is no other commandment greater than these. What is summed up in this saying? Namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And what does love not do? Romans thirteen nine to 10 says... The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment there may be, are all summed up in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love never wrongs the neighbor. Hence, love is the fulfillment of the law. What did the scribe say about God? Mark twelve thirty two. he is the one, there is no other than he. What did the scribes say was worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices? To love him with all our heart, with all our thoughts, with all our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves is worth more. To what does the Lord want us to be open? Psalm 47, verse 7 says, Sacrifice and oblation, you wish not, but ears open to obedience, you gave me. Holocaust or sin offerings, you sought not. What did Jesus see in the scribe and what did Jesus say to him? He approved the insight of this answer. And he said to him, you are not far from the reign of God. What does God's kingdom rule? Psalm one hundred three says, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. That question was, where does God's kingdom rule? Overall, what did no one dare to do? mark twelve thirty four says and no one had the courage to ask him any more questions and matthew twenty two forty six says no one could give him an answer, therefore no one dared from that day on to ask him any questions. The personal question in what way have you shown your love for God by loving your neighbor this week? Who in your life is considered your neighbor right now? Deacon can answer that, 1993 to 2000 in that book, by visiting a sick little girl in the hospital and keeping in touch with her parents. His application, Anyone Who Needs Me. Another book, Trying to Find a Rehab for a Drug Addict, Anyone Who Needs Help. Another book, I asked a lonely old lady to join us at our table for lunch on Wednesday at Spencer's in Palm Springs. And another book, By Doing the Funeral Service for Michael, My Wife and Anyone in Trouble. And I answered that, I have been taking prayer blankets around for two people who are ill and in need of prayer. And right now, it is all those who are sick and those who are caring for them. Just went to a funeral for a friend whose dad had passed away, giving comfort and love to her. My neighbor is all those who are mourning, all those who are ill, fighting cancer, mental illness, and so forth, giving them a scripture to hold on to, and talking about Jesus' love and care for them is so comforting. Anyone who is in need is my neighbor. The psalm for this week is from Psalm 18, two to 4 verse 47 and verse 51. O Lord, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock of refuge my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Praise be the Lord, I explain, and I am safe from my enemies. The Lord live, and blessed be my rock. Extol be God, my Savior, you who gave great victories to your king and showed kindness to your anointed, to David and his posterity forever. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? And how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken, book 1993 to 2000, dated. The Lord is my rock in whom I take refuge. His application by sharing his word with others, by giving testimonies about how he is healing me and being dependable for others who need me. Another book. The Lord is my fort where I can enter and be safe. His application, I find this safety and comfort in the word, silence and prayer. Another book, my God, my rock of refuge. He has been my refuge in all kinds of perils. And I answer that. He is my strength, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My rock of refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my application. Live like I really believe that. Praise the Lord more in public. I am safe from my enemies. Live my life knowing and remind, knowing and remind myself often of this fact. By putting my whole dependence on the Lord, he surrounds me as a shield. Fear nothing in my life. He is my stronghold. I just love him so much. He's so good to me. The commentary this week, Mark 12, 28 to 34. There is an old saying that is credited to St. Augustine. He stated, love God and do whatever you like. There were many in the crowd that surrounded Jesus that would strongly disagree with that saying. The expert who asked Jesus the question was asking about something which was a living issue in Jewish thought, discussion and law. Jesus answered him by putting two great commandments together. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. This single sentence is the heart of Judaism. Deuteronomy 6, 4. It is called the Shema, which means to hear. It was the sentence with which the service of the synagogue always began and still begins. The three passages of the Shema were contained in the phylacteries. Matthew 23.5, little leather boxes, which the devout Jew wore on his forehead and wrist. When the Jew was at prayer, the Shema was contained in a little box called the Mezuzah, which was in still is attached to the door of every Jewish house and the door of every room in it to remind the Jew of God at his coming, going out and his coming in. When Jesus quoted the second commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, Leviticus 19.18, he intended it to mean the Gentiles also. Jesus took an old law and filled it with meaning. Religion to Jesus Christ was loving God and loving people. He tells us that the only way in which a man can prove that he loves God is by showing that he loves men. Hosea had heard God say, I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. Hosea six. 6. For some people, it is always easier to let ritual take place of love. And for some it is easier to let worship become a matter of the church building instead of a matter of the whole life. The scribe had risen beyond his friends, and that is why he found himself in sympathy with Jesus. His next step was faith in Jesus himself, and this was the most difficult step to take. When you aren't certain about what to do, Ask yourself what course of action best demonstrates your love for God and your love for others. The application for this week. The first reading tells us that prayer and obedience are the foundation of love. The second reading shows us that Jesus saves completely. The gospel reveals Jesus' idea of religion as love of God and man. This week, show your family that love, not ritual, dominates your actions. Take the time to look at those in your family, work and school, and determine the ones whom you have great difficulty loving. This week, lift them up in daily prayer and make an effort to show them love in the form of meeting their needs. Love is a decision, and it is time for you to decide to love God and all your fellow men. And I want to add to that, too, to Ken's commentary. Love love is a decision, yes, but also forgiveness is a decision. And we can forgive with the help of the Holy Spirit that we have within us, because we are temples of God. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. And he's the one that convicts us of sin. The Holy Spirit convicts us when we sin. And we know in our conscience that we have sinned at that time. And that gives us the opportunity to make the decision to walk with God or to not listen to him. Let us close with prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this lesson. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you for teaching us and stripping us of all those things that we need to get rid of so that we can love others the way you love them with that unconditional love, just the way they are. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in a temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Thank you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Have a wonderful week and God bless you. To more fully participate each week, you may visit
0: the St. Dismas Guild website at org that's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G, to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, Go to our website at Magnificat-Ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at CST at AOL.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.